Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. My name is Joe Kuzma, joining you uh, on this very lovely day, no matter where you may be. It's uh, myself and a one, Mr. Brian E. Roach, who is playing around with... uh, Yeah, you can't make out really what it says there. It says says this. Uh, You can read it. It says, I love love you, you, Grandpa. I love you, Grandpa. (laughs) Not for me, because I'm nobody's grandpa. <laughs> this is my dad. My dad had this sitting on his uh, bureau from my daughter, which we gave to him when he was, I don't know, when she was two or three for Christmas one year. And uh, when he passed away, I found it, and I decided to hit play. And it says that. It says, <laughs> love you, grandpa. Yeah. And. I thought it was cute. So it is pretty cute. I mean, your daughter's in college now, so that was pretty yeah. high tech when you got that made. Because I mean, uh, for people who can't see the photo, I mean, she must be like what, like two years old in that. Two thing? or three, yeah, yeah, little, yeah. So, well, man, hey, it's good to good to have you back. Uh, reminding everyone that this uh, episode of the Steel City Underground podcast is brought to you by Manscaped Precision Made Tools for your family jewels, and we've got. They've always got announcements, oh, so we got more to talk about the here. Thing? In the, not yet. I, I don't I'm know. Sad. Not yet. The not thing. yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We have other things and stuff in store for today's show. But uh, hey, man, I, like, uh, how's it going, man? I mean, it's it's right now. Uh, I'm asking that because are you paying attention to guys running around in shorts in Indianapolis? Yeah. <laughs> this is the first year in what, maybe 15 years and maybe six years that we've been doing this, um, that I have paid absolutely no attention to the Combine thus far. And and to be honest, it has nothing to do with my desire to pay attention to the Combine. It has to do with that I don't have the spare time to pay attention to the Combine. And I could start to rap and be cool now, but I'm old and I can't do that. Yeah, well, all of those things. But you're not yes. a grandpa yet. I'm glad I am you, not. I you, will you never, I will never be a grandpa. That is, <laughs> That has been expressed very clearly to me by my daughter. You <laughs> will never be a grandpa. <laughs> oh, that's... Um... Maybe I'm not. I'm not upset about this at all. Adoption, <laughs> little, little rugrats running around. I'll send one your way if you want. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. You would never do that. I know, so it's okay. Uh yeah, you're right. <laughs> You've got me. Well, we're gonna jump into it. Uh, maybe a shorter show. Thanks everyone for your comments and everything from the uh, previous show. In fact, I wanted to bring up one of those. I'm gonna have to go back and look and see which one it is. But we'll do well, that near. I'm the, gonna say hi to the, the Twitter end. guy who thought I never. I had gone away for a long time. So <laughs> hi, Twitter guy who remembered me. But remembered me like, oh, that guy, he's been gone for years. I haven't been. I just am not here as often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but you're in demand. You're 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 beloved. <laughs> That's when people are are always asking, where's Brian? And then it's like, well, do you watch the show as much as you say you watch them? Watch the show because Brian was just here. But I digress. We've got um 
more uh, free agency legal tamperings right around the corner here about another Woo-hoo. week. I think a week from Monday. I think it starts on, oh, what's the official date? The 13th, maybe. And free agency kicks off on the 15th. Something of that nature. I got to look it up and get you the official news. But, you know, it's 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 really, it's really close. It's really close. And actually, the real tampering has already begun in Indianapolis as everyone is there. Uh, Charlie Weiss had a segment on his Sirius XM uh, NFL show during the week that said, how many cups of coffee can a guy drink in a day? Everybody's getting coffee together. So without further ado, with Steelers, these are currently contracted players, a little different than what we discussed before, which was who might they re-sign, what are needs, what are some other free agents. These are guys that have been in or areas that have been perhaps on the chopping block. And the first of those, of course, comes up the maybe highest dollar amount of any uh, potential Steelers release or cut or cap casualty. They traded for William Jackson III before the trade deadline last year, and he never played. He might have practiced just a tiny wee bit. Twice. Yeah. Maybe practiced twice. Yeah. And you know what? That dude's got a big contract. (laughs) (laughs) yes he does so you know what's gonna happen yeah i think he's going to uh brian's got the blade out but i'm not gonna cut this is not a threat to william jackson the third this is just my symbolist cut he's being cut (laughs) i'm not threatening anyone with this knife that's that's absolute i'm I'm glad you went there props i want props (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, well, we'll see. I mean, he's like, what, 31 years of age? He's up there. Um, he's not a not a young guy anymore. Maybe a veteran guy that could have helped the, the Steelers last year. Yeah, 31. He's listed right now. And taking a look at his uh, contract, we're over it uh, on overthecap.com. They pay us nothing, no pittance to promote them but they have the most accurate information that's available on the web so why not use what's the most accurate so i with with borrowing this information i have no problem telling you where to find it and all of you can find out that william jackson the third steelers keeping a 31 year old corner around for 12.1 million smack ruse this season i don't I, see that go happening back to that other thing which go back to that. Go back to like, what you were just talking. To his contract? Yeah, look at the highlighted number area. You need to bring that up. The oh, valuation. Yeah. This is like, yes. like, I'm sorry, you drove William Jackson third off the lot and he immediately depreciated uh, you know, nine hundred percent. Uh the valuation of his 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 valuation is two hundred and fifty seven thousand yeah. dollars. Are well, you kidding me? That, yeah, well, let's just pay him twelve million. Sure. Yeah. No, that, to well, go back to this. He's being cut. <laughs> well, he he can't be just that. Uh, two hundred fifty-seven thousand. I'm sure the yeah. I'm sure the veteran minimum for uh, a thirty-one-year-old player. That how many contracts has he had? By the way, three. Um, the Steelers took on. Do they really have like an extra three years on this contract? I I, I can't. Oh, because there's void years that were built into this, but uh, those are all, those don't come from the Steelers. The Steelers aren't paying him. That, that's all the prorated bonus, yes. which some folks have to learn how to read some of these things. The cap savings is what the cap savings is. And usually when you see these type of contracts, the cap savings is um, the amount of money that a specific team would be on the hook for 
uh, well, in a, in a case of a trade. So I bring it back up here on the screen. A dead money would be previously. That's what the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers were definitely on the, or not the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the Washington commanders would have been on the hook for, but now that this has been updated, the Steelers have no dead money whatsoever. If they were to cut ties with William Jackson, the third. So it I, seems I to, the cut is so big here that this, this is not enough. That's not enough. It's cut. He must be cut. <laughs> I, I should bring the uh, I should bring my lightsaber out for this. I do not have a katana blade or a samurai sword sitting around, my friend. I've I've had some in the past. And why might people be? How did the Steelers fluctuate to being? Hold on a second. I got to bring this back up. This was actually something important that I meant to start out with. That currently fifty eight thousand five hundred eighty two dollars is the estimation that they are over the cap. They're in the red but they're not even in the red, like six digits, which is pretty damn good this time of the year for yes, it is, just for about, them. I know there are teams that have got like a, a hell of a lot more money uh, in total. Uh, let's see here. I think it might be under the cap calculator. Ah, it's under a team. I could probably find it and they have it all listed by which teams have which uh, amount of money available. But right now I'm drawing a blank on where to find this on the site, but uh, all we need to be concerned with is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers do have some dead money. They're still paying uh, Stefan to it. Yeah, Cam Sutton had a void year in his contract. And then there's Chase Claypool, Buddy Johnson, Anthony McFarlane. Those are all uh, peanuts in the grand scheme of things. Stefan to it's a $4.7 million because he had a pretty massive contract. And that had been restructure, restructured excuse me, several times over. And that's something that's also important to note. You can't just go around restructuring everyone. As you will, and this is going to bring me to the stupid Cleveland Browns for a second because I was discussing this online and there's people that just do not understand how this works. And it's like, well, they're just going to cut John Johnson, 28-year-old safety. Yep. This isn't even a good cut, Brian. This is this is pretty severe and pretty stupid. People want to talk about Andrew Barry and being a good GM. This is bad business all the way around. We bring up his contract. He's still under contract with the Cleveland Browns through uh, this 2023 season with three void years to come in 24, 25, and 26. And if you could see this here, his dead money hits are 12.6, 8.8, .8, uh, 5.1, and 1.3. And if I do the quick math there, it's about $21 million, $26, $27 million in dead money over the next four years. They only save, I'll pull it back up one more time for those of you that are watching this, $900,000. That's all they save is $900,000. What a ridiculous, ridiculous country. I don't know why you would cut them because you've got to pay somebody some type okay. of money to replace, replace this player. They probably have players maybe in-house that are in mind, but... This isn't the type of move that gets you under the cap. <laughs> and no. currently, the Cleveland Browns, if we were to take a look at where they sit, oh, they're $11.6 over the cap. And they want to restructure Deshaun Watson, which is fun. We bring up Deshaun Watson here, and his cap numbers... <laughs> His cap number each year effectively is about $55 million. I guess they want to make that 65 or 75 or 80 million a year. There would be no cap savings. They're dead money uh, 2023 right now if they were to cut Deshaun Watson. 
200, we'll just call it 220 million smackaroos. The big ones. Oh, oh doesn't that make your brain hurt? I mean, this is just. Please. Baltimore, <laughs> give, give Lamar a better contract than that. Fully geared. Please do it. Yeah, but I had some I had some folks that were that were talking about because the news had leaked that the Browns were going to maybe release Johnson and this is going to save them thirteen million uh, next. No, no, it doesn't. It saves them nine hundred thousand, not even a full million. That's good. That doesn't get them very far in the bean counting category. So uh, this is where the Steelers kind of lie. They're up against the cap. Everybody, there was a fallacy out there that the Steelers had a lot of money to spend. And we may have even perpetrated that at one point ourselves, but that was pre Minka Fitzpatrick extension, pre Deontay Johnson extension. And there are things, there's things they could do, such as parting ways with William Jackson III, who can save them. What was the number once again? Oh, $12 million. It would immediately, even with that 500, so they'd be about $11.5 million under the cap, the opposite direction of the Cleveland Browns. Perfect segue, almost aligns, the planets align perfectly there to part ways with William Jackson III, and I think that that will happen. There's always a chance they could rip up his contract or whatever, but there is no way, shape, or form that I think William Jackson is getting uh, any kind of any kind of slice of $12 million from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, he might get this kind of slice. Yeah. But, uh, you know... That, again, that's in a, a completely torn up contract, released, restructured. But considering you know the injury history and whatnot, I, he's not going to be in high demand. It won't surprise me if they try and bring him back on something that works more team friendly. But I, I, you know, he may still think he's going to be the guy and want to go get a big payday. And I just don't think anybody's going to pay him. Uh, much like Joe Hayden last offseason. Yeah, exactly. And Joe Hayden was changing his pictures on social media like the cool kids do. It's like, Joe, you're an adult now. You're not one of the cool kids. Sorry, man. So what? Uh, <laughs> I'm not a cool Wait. kid. What? Uh, Brian, when you have kids, Brian, being a cool oh. kid, it's not possible. The door of it is slammed shut on that opportunity. Sorry to break it to you, buddy. <laughs> I'm very, it's just, it hurts me so much. I, I really wanted to be a cool kid, Joe. Hey, that's a deep, that's a deep, <laughs> You know what? Got something here. Of course. There's the deep cut. I got the scissors. <laughs> That's a deep Fuck. cut for you right there. Your scissors. So, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, moving, moving along here. Uh, I'm not saying that necessarily every one of these players is going to feel the axe necessarily, but we got to discuss that people have been bringing I got one up of them too, Miles somewhere. Jacks. Miles, what? What's that? But I got one of them somewhere too. What's that? A jack? <laughs> an, an axe. An axe. I didn't say. It. Did I say axe? Then he's gonna, gonna get, get, the, get axe. the axe. Could get the axe. Yes. Yeah. Um. Just to you know, bring this up just real quick too. The Pittsburgh Steelers' highest paid players. This is where this comes from because people just like to go down the list and then see who has a big contract. Oh, T.J. Watt. Oh, they will restructure him without knowing that this turns you into like the Rams or you're going to get a Brown situation or the New Orleans Saints who are always in cap hell. Uh, TJ Watt, obviously, you got the highest cap number, which is listed by Cameron Hayward is next. Mika Fitzpatrick, Deontay Johnson, all these newer contracts, Chukwomo, quarter four, then uh, WJ three. That would be William Jackson. We were just talking about. And then Miles Jack shows up on this and his cap number is eleven point two million dollars. 
but the Steelers can save $8 million if they were to part ways. It was a two-year deal. Steelers were still dealing with some uh, ramifications, not only of Tua, but Ben Roethlisberger over the last year. So that's why a lot of this yeah. money is paid forward. With Kenny Pickett under a rookie deal, they are going to save. Uh, they, they don't have that giant looming. By the way, Daniel Jones might be the next $40 million guy. Ninth, ninth, 40 plus million quarterback. That's just sick to think about. Steelers don't have to worry about that for a few more seasons, particularly. Uh, they wouldn't have to worry about it at all if Kenny goes on a slide and isn't the guy. But if he is, then that's eventually in their future. But they got a window now where there might be some money that they could play funny business, playing it forward, yep. and they're going to be able to do some things. But for right now, they're going to need money to be able to do anything in free agency right now. If they're going to pay anybody this year, they got to get under the cap just a little bit. Miles Jack though, is this a guy that you let go? I mean, Devin Bush is probably not being re-signed. Robert Spillane could be, but do you want Robert Spillane as your full-time guy? And then Miles Jack, that's all three of the guys who played the most inside linebacker. So to save $8 million, we're back at the Joe Schobert argument last year of, can you find somebody at that cost or cheaper to replace Miles Jack. Miles Jack was the answer for the Schobert situation. I don't know if there's one for Jack. Personally, I wouldn't mind Jack just staying. I wouldn't even mind maybe if Omar Khan goes rip and does an extension and floats this money around wherever so they could get a little bit of relief. Yeah, that I, I'm fine in almost any either or way, right? I, I, I agree with you. I don't think Devin Bush is coming back. Um, I don't think that's a shock or surprise to anybody at this point. Um, and yeah, you can't, you cannot basically start over with Robert Spillane. You know, Spillane's done a great job, but you just can't start over with just Robert Spillane. And then you're going to draft to fill those positions. I know there are linebackers on the market, but they're all going to cost you more than what Miles Jack is costing you. Um, I think the best solution is, you know, if they, if they can do an extension, do a restructure, and manage the money a little differently um, that keeps the player happy and keeps them happy, fine. Uh, but yeah, if, if, you, if none of that works out, then I think you end up taking that hit for the next year and you just go on from there. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that. I was, uh, I was just contemplating. I had another name. I found the one that was in the comments and I'll bring it up later. But I'm not, I'm not looking to um, send Miles Jack packing necessarily. No. I think he's a vital piece, even if he's not a three-down backer. It's you got to have at least one of these guys still there. More than likely, there'll be a veteran and potentially a rookie that comes in to fill those spots. Much in the same way that they had, what was it, Mark Barron and Devin Bush yep. alongside Vince Williams. That's the way I picture this, is saving $8 million, cutting Miles Jack, that necessary. It would have to be a very significant upgrade somewhere else on the field, and I just I, I don't see that necessarily. So... Uh, I think Miles Jack, I think his job is safe. I think we've mentioned this next guy before and <laughs> more than once. And we don't, I don't think we think that Gunnar Olszewski is safe by any means. He would be the very definition of not safe and warm, hot, pants on fire type seat situation. Brian's coming with. Yeah, I could see Gunnar Olszewski being cut. 
I'm trying to find his contract. It's not near the top of the list by any means here. No, uh, it's, a, it's a smaller savings, but it's yeah. still savings. Yeah, it's still savings. This contradicts what we said with Jack, but we're talking about a guy that's wide receiver five and lost his job as a punt kick returner. And if you take a look at Oshevsky's numbers, Oshevsky saves you $2 million. And that could be enough to sign some, make some of the rookie deals or put um, away for a rainy day if there are some injuries because they will have to consider having a little bit in the piggy bank there in order to do that. So uh, they're only on the hook for like $617,000 of dead money. So sorry, Gunner. I wish I was prepared more. I only have this is yeah, it's the small cut. The scissors are good for the small cut. I don't have the industrial or the gardening scissors. The closer you bring that to the screen, <laughs> looks like almost like Jaws, like something lifelike. Then you find out it's like, oh, hey, mate, you call that a knife? No, this is a knife. <laughs> yeah. The old Paul Hogan uh, that Crocodile was like Dundee. The worst Crocodile Dundee impersonation ever. Uh, but I don't have, well, I'm still dealing with a froggy throat here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You're going to yeah. get me somewhere between uh, Steve Irwin and Paul Hogan. I won't be able to do it <laughs> quite properly. And Paul, uh, or Peter down down under that listens to us is just going yeah, to face Paul. He'll face Paul. So I'm not even going to attempt it right now. It'll be more like the dumb and dumber, like, good day, mate. Throw another shrimp on the Bobby because <laughs> she was Austrian. Peter, I, I Austrian. apologize for him right now. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for me too, but I think Gunnar Oshevsky, he's on his way out. Oshevsky something I don't need an Australian accent to be able to say. No. So uh, one that uh, really hasn't been very speculative, but perhaps should be on our list of people to talk about. Akela Witherspoon. And why might that be? Well, we just heard from Omar Khan. He just had a lot of interesting things to say. Alex Highsmith, Cam Sutton. Cam mm -hmm. Sutton is in negotiations. Apparently those are going well. So if Cam Sutton comes back and we, and we have ourselves a look-see at Witherspoon's contract, which again, Witherspoon isn't making a monster fortune here. But it's, uh, it's a little bit of chump change that you can maybe do something with in terms of free agents or free agency, much in the same way that he was signed. And he's got an okay um, okay veteran deal here. They'll owe him about $1.5 million. He was, he's paid, uh, it was a two-year, two $8 million contract. Nothing that was really guaranteed. There was some bonus money that was tied into this. But the cap savings is $4 million. So if you have Levi Wallace and you have Cam Sutton under contract, and if there's smoke and fire and whatever and the Steelers either think, it, this might not be a now thing. I have to yep. see. It's a, a pre-June 1st. NFL draft rolls around. And you've got, uh, what's his name? Uh, well, not just Joey Porter Jr., but what, Christian Gonzalez? Christian or... Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon. Yeah, another uh, Witherspoon. I, I like the... The kid from Maryland um, as well. Uh, I think there's even a, another one um, that's getting a lot of hype, but I can't remember who it is. Yeah. If these guys are kind of in that future, Witherspoon might not be a now because yeah. uh, because an Alex Highsmith isn't a now decision. Cam Sutton is scheduled to be a free agent now. We're talking, you know, in two weeks time, not yeah. even. Alex Highsmith still has one more year on the rookie deal. Yep. So the Steelers have, they could be exercise. Con could exercise some patience and get this deal done. 
at a uh, different time here with Highsmith. So Witherspoon could be a guy that ends up expendable for other reasons. They end up getting their draft board plays the way that they wanted it to. And now they have enough bodies. I think James Pierre will still probably be like the corner four or five and a special teamer. I know, I know, (laughs) but you know what? He's got some experience at least. And I mean, that's, yeah, you know, you know what he has experience in doing? <laughs> that. Oh, oh, let me catch up to you. <laughs> in all fairness, they didn't pay him four years, $32 million, like a Goodness. former guy, <laughs> Cortez, Al- uh, Cortez Allen. Well, that's, yeah, that was. <laughs> There's a look, blast from the past. I mean, Cortez Allen looked like he was going to turn into something and just lost his confidence and was done. Yeah, completely. Burnt toast. And I know you don't like toast, but you would like burnt toast even less, my friend. But yes, I, I definitely would like it. So less. we'll put we'll put Witherspoon out there on kind of the uh I want to emphasize something though. Okay. Burnt toast is is uh exactly what toast is. <laughs> no, no, it is it's toasted it is. bread and you can't can burn it. Burned. And you can burn it. You can burn <laughs> the toast. My grandmother, God bless her soul. I think the only way she knew uh, she didn't have like the timers. Or she had the timer going, but she was either hard of hearing or just ignored it. So the only way she knew anything was done was to just uh, kind of cook it. it. Well done, <laughs> well done, everything. Oh, there's smoke coming out of you the can toaster. Burn it must be done. <laughs> <laughs> you can burn vegetables. I guess you can. Grandma taught us. She showed us the way. <laughs> so, uh, moving on next. This is one that I have to bring up just because idiots do. This isn't one that I think that there's any movement on, and that's Deontay Johnson. And the Yenzers, some of the Yenzers still haven't realized that uh, Deontay signed a new contract last year. He's got a lot of dead money, just like a lot of other people do on the books, which means he ain't going nowhere. It's the uh, the old macho man, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, bone saws ready. You ain't going nowhere. And uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson ain't going nowhere. He's currently got the fourth highest cap hit of any Pittsburgh Steelers player under contract for 2023. And to take a look at that, they would only save about $4.6 million and eat 11.6. Next year would be a little more plausible if they wanted to, uh, it's a little more palatable anyway. 5.8 would be the dead money versus 10 million in savings. But Joe, what if they trade him? But Joe, what if they trade him, Joe? What are they trading him for? You better get something good. Second they round trade pick, him for a first-round pick. pick, Joe. Oh. He's a first-round pick. They'll get a first-round pick for him, it Joe. It wasn't a first-round pick. A third-round pick, and nobody's going to give up more than a three for him. I bet you they, they, they can get a two. I bet you they get some teams. What's what's our one guy like to sell us? First-round pick Steelers for fan. everything. I've been a Pittsburgh Steelers everything. fan for a million years. I would like Omar Khan to trade Deontay Johnson for 17 first-round picks, we, please. We do read the <laughs> messages, my friend. We will we will save your name from... He left the voicemail the other day. So he called the hotline, and that was great because uh, he didn't like Hi, my dog. take on... I take on Alex Highsmith, which we'll, we're going to do that. Uh, that's probably going to be one of the net shows next week where we talk about some of the future deals and priorities. So I won't get into that rant just yet, but there is something to say, you know, TJ Watt draws double teams. Other guys will run free. So when TJ Watt isn't there and you want to say Alex Highsmith disappears, well, Cam Hayward did too, as did everyone else. Malik Reed. Uh, there's a lot of talk too, Brian. We mentioned this myself in flash, but 
Bud Dupree's got like one of these John Johnson type contracts where the Titans are going to owe him a ton of money for the next three, four years. It's just a real, even worse deal right now. And there's all this smoke and fire about, well, would the Steelers bring back Bud Dupree? And it's like, did everyone forget about Alex Highsmith? I feel like this is like two or three off seasons in a row where there's just a total amount of disrespect being shown for Highsmith. Yeah. He disappeared because Watt wasn't there. Everybody else did who you, now you double team and take Highsmith or Hayward out of the picture and what What's, Malik Reed can do anything. Bud? Ryan Anderson. Bud uh, Bud's like 28. I want to say. All right. So let's say he's 29 just for grins. I'm going like, to find it. If, I mean, Bud's, Bud did not did oh, no. not go to the Titans. Thirty. He just turned okay. thirty in February last month. I, I thought he was a little older. That's why yeah. I went up to twenty nine. Um, Bud didn't go to the Titans and blow the doors off. Right. He made his money. He got his big contract. If Bud came comes back, it's it's got to be one of those understanding deals of you're a rotational player now, right? You're not you're not competing with Alex Highsmith. You're not. Comp- you're not competing with TJ Watt. You're a rotational guy. You're a depth guy. I, I like. I'm all for bringing Bud Dupree back under those scenarios. But if Bud still thinks he's the man and is a starter capable guy, you know, he's going to test and see where he can find the market. If he and if there is no market and nobody else agrees with him, you know, there it's not. It wouldn't be the first time an ex Steeler came back and wanted to finish things up here and just was like, yeah, whatever, whatever you want me to do. I'm in. Yeah. And he had his last, you know, grand hurrah is, is, you know, a plethora of success with the Steelers, but is he, you, you know, you look at Davian Clowney bounce around the league making 10 mil a year. And that's, yeah, that's I'm not going to say Clowney. That, there's a well, lot more just because he was a Jadavian. first round pick. I mean, there's a lot more hype with Jadavian Clowney. That's all it is. There, I know. I'm just saying it's there. And, and look, GMs production, production teams, wise, Dupree has been as good. hundred percent. And I get Clowney. an argument, Yeah, but GMs are just as dumb as everybody else. All right. <laughs> and they buy hype just the same as everybody else. And they go back and they look at Jadavion Clowney's tape or they look at his combine stuff and they go, Oh, holy crap. Look at that guy. We need to have that guy. We can make him better than he was. $6 million man, whatever. They're all idiots. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to catch any uh, major argument for me. And before we move on, it's all pre- precipitated from Deontay Johnson who, uh, yeah, Johnson's not going anywhere. Um, Look, but there's if, they, this- if they can trade Deontay Johnson and they get value for it, I'm for it. If you're trying to cut him, forget it. I'm not for that. Yeah, but you know what? If you're going to trade the guy, like, again, what are you getting for him? I mentioned the contract. It, they're still going to have to eat $11.6 million. What kind of pick is worth eleven six? A, a uh, second-round pick. If you could get a second-round pick 11? for Deontay Johnson – I would take a second round pick for Deontay Johnson. I don't know, but then you got to also pay the second round pick. So what did George Pickens make last season? I could probably find this just as quickly. George Pickens, uh, he's got a cap hit of 1.5 this year, so 1.2. Yeah, and you know what? I, I was just, it. yeah, I was just, just I was just mentioning too that Chase Claypool, or maybe I didn't, maybe it was just something I put up over on the SCU no, uh, you social media. It. I did. That Clay, Claypool made the announcement last year of George Pickens. That reminds me of Martavis Bryant. <clears throat> um, with he the ain't Sam, mine's Sammy replacement. Coates. He's yeah. y'all's replacement. Yeah, Sammy <laughs> Coates and 
getting into that spat. None of these guys lasted very long. That's kind of funny. But <clears throat> speaking of not lasting long, Brian, this is a good segue. Bring Wait, up, before, before you do that, I'm not chasing Deontay Johnson out of town. Let me just say that. I'm not chasing Deontay Johnson out of town. I have my issues with, with Deontay, and I do think he gives up on plays when he shouldn't. And I, I don't think he always gives 100% effort. But I like him. I would like him to stay. I'm not chasing him out of town. But on the flip side of that, you get the right deal, everybody's expendable. That's uh, that's true, maybe for a little less money there. But uh, then you got to get a, yeah, another wide receiver. That becomes a little scarier, and that's another topic we'll bring up for a, a, a rainy day is – uh, the, the Steelers wide receiver room, because then you'd only have George Pickens, Calvin Austin, who's never played much of anything. And uh, of course, have to bring back Steve Sims, but uh, segueing yeah. into things that are replaceable. The Steel City Underground podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Yes, uh, we've got it here. GIF. Yes, the GIF, the GIF is there. And we got to bring up that Manscaped's got the, uh, uh, well, it says cue dramatic sounds. I do not have the sound dun, effects. Dun, this dun, is dun, dun. Yes. This is a public service announcement. Manscaped now has beard products and is going even further with their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0. Yes. So no, no longer have to do that with the with that knife. There that's a knife, mate. <laughs> I'll get in there a little better. I gotta work on it. I'm telling you. That throat's just it's killing me. But if you were if you were displeased for any reason with the with the first iteration of the weed whacker, the 2.0 is coming out. Go ahead, we're gonna go ahead and we're going to tell the world that the weed whacker 2.0 is now available. And um, the leaders in below the waist grooming are traveling north of your South Pole. With the revolutionary grooming products, the new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms they have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. North of your South Pole. North. Well, north. Nice. Now, different poles. There's a pole here and then, well, maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't been known to be called tri Tripod as a nickname, but... Uh, the new Weed Whacker 2.0 and their new beard line confirms you have all the best tools for your hygiene toolbox. I just said that, but time for you to upgrade your game by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code SteelCity20 for 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, I think you'll absolutely love the brand new Weed Whacker 2.0, which offers improved blades and skin safe technology with a no tugging guarantee. It's never been so painless to mine your man holes. <laughs> Wait, oh, the. You, did you just say that there's no tugging your pole? Uh, what did I say? There is. <clears throat> oh, no. It's a no tugging guarantee in your nose hairs. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. With okay. your with your man right. holes. Man, um, ho man holes. Yes. It's uh, a, a no tugging how, guarantee. How Skin many holes do you have, Joe? Have you seen a new Ant-Man movie? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How many I holes to, do you have? What did he say? It's, seven? It's, it's a, he like said that. seven. It's incorrect. That's not the number. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do have ducts in your eyes and stuff like that. Well, too. there's, you count these as holes. These are holes. Eyes mm -hmm. are holes. That's two, four, five, six, seven. And I can count two more holes. Oh. I mean, one's very small. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh man it's not to be a biology lesson you're just supposed to try manscaped and their and their uh, performance package 4.0 for the full body grooming experience and just to let you know the weed whacker 2.0 uh yeah the performance with the weed whacker oh, 2.0 now comes in oh, 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 oh just, yeah that was the dramatic music we needed earlier but, I know, this, I'm sorry. but this guy here, the Weed Whacker 2.0, that now comes with the Performance Package 4.0. So anytime you get the new Performance Package, it's going to come packed with the new Weed Whacker. And uh, this this little gizmo is available individually, too. Steel City 20 is the promo code, 20% off and free shipping if you're interested in upgrading your nose hair game. So we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about this guy uh, as soon as we have one of these in our hands. You could already, I could already tell I don't, I don't have it yet. Uh, but it looks like uh, this one's going to be going the same way with the rechargeable stuff at all the good gizmos. Even sure. Ha- even have a light on it. We'll see. We'll find out. But it definitely, well, it has the light to tell you that it's charged or charging. So it's gonna say, I don't know how you can look up your nose with a light with a nose hair. Well, I don't know. You need uh, wh- whatever it may be, but uh, they have improved it. Not to say that the last one wasn't any good, but I'm looking forward to the new product. So anyhow, moving uh, moving along with our uh, topic of the day, what other Steelers might be on the chopping block. They might be getting cut here, free agency wise and whatnot. And there's a lot of talk about offensive line. And that's just another stupid topic, in my opinion, because didn't they just isn't the whole point of free agency to go out and upgrade players. And that's what they went and did last year. I know they brought Chooks back, but they signed Mason Cole and they brought James Daniels in. None of those guys are going anywhere. No. Like that—that's just—that's just ridiculous. There is—I like, I won't even get into their contracts. It's not worth having a conversation about them unless you're looking to maybe float some more money into the future. The and, only one—the only one that there's some potential is Chooks, and that's it. Why do you feel so that way? I look. It's just if there's, and it's not now, right? This is one another one of those. After, if you get a plug-and-play right guard or right uh, tackle in the draft, Chooks is is potentially a guy that could get cut, but he could also hang around for depth, right? Um, you could also have him as a, a safety gap, you know, safety valve. I, I don't think any of them are for sure guaranteed to go, uh, but Chooks and uh, our boy Dotson, um, and and to a certain extent Dan Moore, all are not. A hundred percent guaranteed to be fully safe. Well, Mason Cole those and, and James Daniels are safe. I don't think. And again, it's not about cutting necessarily in the sense of for for the contract value. It's cutting in the sense of they just lost their job uh, because somebody took it. If the and it, you know you never know. I, I I agree with you. I agree with the sentiment. I'm just saying I don't think there's a hundred percent guarantee that all of them return. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm going to take a look at this once again. I, the contracts do tell quite a bit of the story, though. Like, it's a little hard to ignore uh, dollars and cents values. Chooks only saved you maybe 6.9, because I have to say it like that, million dollars. But then you're eating 6.1. And he's the fifth highest cap hit right now at 13. Uh, yep. You don't save the whole 13 once again. Just trying to learn some folks some things. And James Daniels is in the top 10 as well. He only saves you 5.3, but costs you 5.8 in dead money. James so, Daniels is not going. No, in. he's a dude. And yeah. and then you go to Mason Cole as well. 3.8 savings, but uh, you're dead for three. 
starting center at 6.9. That's fine. They're in that top list. You have to go quite some distance. What's Dotson in the last year of his rookie deal? He could save you 2.7. And he only cost you $164,000. Yeah, nice seeing you, dude. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if we thought Gunner was going to... Now I understand. Having guys with playing experience... That, that's worth something. And yeah. at least as maybe even a backup 2.7 isn't incredibly terrible. And to go down a little bit further down the list, Dan Moore, he caused you absolutely nothing right now. As Dan Moore is in what year three entering year three. Yeah. Um, so 765,000 in cap savings, but only about 350 dead. I, I don't see it, Brian. I think that's just kind of preposterous. There's no guarantee any of them goes, right? I said, Chooks is iffy because the money is basically split. Six million is a nice number to get back in cap space, but eating six million is also, un, uh, you know, not palatable to teams like the Steelers. Um, doesn't mean it won't happen. Uh, but, yeah, there's no, there's no tremendous amount of money to be saved in offensive line changes right now. Nope, I am totally uh, picking up what you're putting down there. And... We, we got some more names to bring along, but uh, yeah, they uh, the Steelers, I do believe they prefer to, even if it's an undrafted guy that could win one of those jobs, somebody's got to be the left guard. They had five of them the yeah. year before the, in 2021, and yeah. it just did not work out. Kendrick Green, uh, Kendrick Green's in Dan Moore territory, by the way. No, Kendrick, we, and, and even though he's not saving him any money, there's a good chance Kendrick Green's not on this team next year. Yep, absolutely. And I'm going to bring that up somewhere along the line here. Let's see. Where is Kendrick Green at on this list? He's probably a, uh, He's oh, up a little. There he 76. is. There he is. There's our line item in the bookkeeping. He's in the Dan Moore area. Same thing. Four, you, you, you're in for 453000 save 876 But uh, that's a roster spot thing. The accounting for that doesn't really matter. They'll, they'll eat that in a heartbeat. And... Um, uh, he he didn't get a helmet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's look. If you find a replacement, you found a replacement. It's not you know. He did nothing to to convince me he would make year three or whatever year this is. Yep, that would be year three. And uh, of course, moving along here, uh, a name that uh, will be a free agent, but it was in the comments, so I feel we should bring him up. I added him to the list from earlier. I'm getting better with the topics bar, Brian. Derek Watt, and I do believe somebody asked, would Connor Hayward just kind of take his spot? And I know he's an outright free agent, but he had the highest cap hit, which there was a lot of rigmarole. Love that word, by the way. That's from my sixth grade teacher. He used to make fun of her all the time, rigmarole. Uh, about Derek Watt and having that cap hit, but it was only like $4 million. Yeah. And I know, oh, that's a lot for a fullback. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's special teams play. And I think the Steelers, they have a history of keeping a fullback and an H-back. And Connor Hayward's more of the latter than the former. But they just drop him in there. They could. But in the past, they've had Will Johnson and David Johnson. They've had uh, Roosevelt Nix and David Johnson. And I'm trying to think there's somebody else that they actually just kind of had in the same uh, sense too recently with Derek Watt. And I can't remember who it was because there was a lot of talk. Oh, they're going to cut Derek Watt. They could save all this money with uh, not having Derek Watt. And it's like, come on guys. That's just a, it's just, it's just stupid. I just, he doesn't cost a whole lot. I'm going to bring up his prior deal here 
uh, and just kind of mention it because it was just that that time last year, around this time, there was just too much stupidity. Uh, it's, it seems to be the theme of the day, right? So let's see. Of course, it's not going to show when any. When is this. it not? When is it not the theme of the of the day? Nine point. I mean, this is the season of stupidity. It really is. Uh, and just nothing but rumor mill and, and conjecture, right? Well, I mean, and let's be realistic. This is the season of stupidity, not just for the fan bases of all NFL teams, but it's for the teams themselves. 90% of them are going to be idiots during this time frame. <laughs> They're going to do something ridiculously dumb. And it's, it is. Free agency is the season of stupidity. Pre-free agency is the season of stupidity. Uh, once you get into the draft, Sometimes it's still the season of stupidity, but you know. Yeah, I, I totally hear you. Here's the numbers on Derek Watt. And when we talk about restructuring contracts and you're going to find this money somewhere in the couch, they have to eventually pay that. <laughs> and that's why he had a 4.7 million cap number last year. His cash paid what the Steelers in year one was 4.2. And then it was two, two, seven and two, seven each of the last two years. That's not a whole lot of money for a veteran player. Uh, that's almost like oh. it's not even, I don't even know that it's three times of what might be the veteran uh, minimum there. So I think that one is uh, that ship should sail. And we got one more big name that we need to bring up. And it seems like we're talking an awful lot about him. Recently, probably more than uh, I would even care to like, but uh, like to talk about. And I've talked about, and I've talked about my dislike or disdain for Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, in the past. But there's something to be said about backup quarterbacks in the NFL. And when you're talking about a backup versus a starting role with Trubisky, then my attitude changes a lot differently. And there has been a lot of smoke and fire around Omar Khan and some comments about not only wanting Mitch back for this upcoming season, which he is under contract still to the Steelers through 2023, but beyond the 2023 season as well. And I have completely changed my tune with this, just thinking it from a backup. Do I trust Mitch? We've had these conversations already, Brian. No, I don't. But seeing as who else is out there. Do I trust any backup? No. No. Not at all. <laughs> not Mason, not anybody else. And Nobody. Mason won't be here if Mitch is. Yep. Could Mason be here if Mitch is released? Well, Mitch has a uh, he has a pretty healthy contract because he what he got is he got the bag based on being a potential starter uh, if he were to have a good season last season and carry that into this year. Unfortunately, that's not the case or not the scenario of and what happened. Let me throw this at you. At what point in a quarterback's career do they just become Case Keenum? Or, you know, or one of these other guys, they just go, I don't ever need to play again. I just need to make lots of freaking bank. Chase Daniel, Chase Daniel, yeah, Chase Colt McCoy. Well, um, I'm just going to travel from team to team as long as they'll have me. I'll make two to four million dollars a year. I'll wear some headphones. I'll hold a clipboard. I'll let people hit me in practice, maybe a little. Uh, you know, and that's it. I'm done. I don't have to do anything else. No one will boo me. <laughs> No, no they one don't even will run, yell at me. They don't even run scout team, though. That's usually QB3 yeah. or a guy that's on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll take a couple snaps during practice. Maybe I'll sweat. I made $3 million last year. 
oh, what a life I lead. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. The problem is with Trubisky isn't that he could be a capable spot starter. That's probably where you want him, like a half of football. You get good and bad. You get what happened with the Ravens. You get what happened with the Bucks. They limited what he was doing against the Panthers. You saw what he did. He got yanked against the Jets. Stinketh. You know what I mean? Didn't uh, wasn't the fault necessarily for the Patriots loss. Was able a tale of three halves really. Seven passes apiece. When you talk about the first half in the opening game against the Bengals, the second half in the opening game against the Bengals in the overtime period, seven passes in each of them. And you had good, bad, and lucky. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'll take lucky. And so when I look at this and I look at a veteran guy who's been around and could help mentor and is already been in that kind of mentor. He was a team captain with Kenny Pickett last year. They're not going to back up Kenny with just any old schlub. Could it be Teddy Bridgewater? Could it be Jacoby Brissett? Absolutely. It could be any of these names. Case Keenum, the guys that are just floating around. Maybe Joe Flacco's available again. Uh, don't want Joe Flacco oh, around. No, but no, uh, no. there's several teams that have had their problems. The 49ers went how deep? We have an NFL, uh, a pitched rule now to have an additional 47th active player on game days, a third emergency quarterback that you go to in case the backup is injured. So in the case of somebody like um, Mason Rudolph, never got a helmet last year, like Kendrick Green. The only exception is, is that your teams aren't usually activating three quarterbacks on any given day. That is very, very rare. And that gets you yeah. into the scenario of where the 49ers had Christian McCaffrey out there throwing passes in a playoff game. <laughs> and now they're talking about whether I think this is a good rule. I don't think it handicaps anyone. And if you go down to quarterback three, who's to say they're going to play like Brock Purdy anyway, even Skylar Thompson had his ups and downs. You see him. Yep. But you saw, how many backups did you see last year? You saw Cooper rush. Did the Cowboys end up going three deep too? They might have Yeah, yeah. saints. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you saw so many a lot of backups. Did. You always do see a, a good number of backups. Uh, over over the course of a season, um, but you know, look, they they are what they're backups for a reason, and and you know, I I have no problem with Mitch as a backup. I have no problem with Mason as a backup. Um, you know, and I and I do think for a guy like Mitch, okay, yeah, I get it. You, you got an ego because you were the number two pick overall, and you felt like you were going to be the man in Chicago, and you did not live up to that. Uh, you probably were drafted higher than your pedigree deserved. Um, because as I said, season of stupidity, uh, you know, people take flyers on quarterbacks and they do dumb things for quarterbacks more than any other position probably. And look, you just, at some point your brain has to settle back into reality and you go for a long time, I can make really good money better than anybody could ever dream. And I don't really have to do a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> no, that's uh, very true. I like the fact that you said something about, does he have an ego or does he have an error about him? I, I think he, I think he ate his humble pie pretty well. It's interesting. Really. I don't know if you're catching much of uh NFL network lately, or even the NFL radio, Ryan leaf has been on, he has come out from under a rock and surfaced in he really, and talk about a sad story uh, with the way his career ended up, but it is also, it's like, wow, listen to this guy and his experience, because this is like the opposite of usually the guys you get on these programs, uh, you know, whether it's radio or television or otherwise, podcasts, et cetera, 
They're usually the guys who had like the the success or at least the Cinderella story, like a Brian Hoyer or even Duck Hodges for that matter. Not yeah. Ryan Leaf, where it was like, man, this just was, it really wasn't good at any point. And to be able to come out and be on uh, in a public setting and speak on, especially they're talking about like the combine and draft and things like that right now. And it's really cool. That's where I see Trubisky. Trubisky is like right there as another one of these guys, second overall, like Leaf with, a, a, I don't know that Trubisky had as high of expectations. Like really Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf, like to be yeah. like Ryan Leaf was supposed to be right there neck and neck with Peyton Manning. Both and that made it even worse. I think Trubisky was kind of like, this is the best guy that's available maybe in this class. Dude, and the when they picked Mitch Trubisky, the almost everybody went, what? Yes. A little too high. <laughs> first round. What? Was he going to be a first round pick regardless? Of I course, so. he's a quarterback. Yeah. Yes. Um, was Kenny Pickett going to be a first-round pick? I have to bring this up as well because people bring this up in the comments. And we've got to get back to Trubisky eventually here. But people bring this up all of the time because they think that we've already anointed him the second coming. And it's like, no, we haven't. We have a very real expectation that he could still be not good. But he showed enough improvement. Yeah. And the Steelers, did the Steelers reach? People think the Steelers reach. I don't think that's the case. I think he goes in the first round regardless or irregardless, as my mom would say, which isn't a word. Yeah, I, I mean, he might have gone a couple picks after we picked, but yeah, I think he goes in the first round. Yeah, I, I believe I believe he's in that first round category as well. And it, it, some team is going to maybe move up or someone's going to take a flyer on him. And I actually didn't think that the Steelers were going to be in contention for him whatsoever. I didn't think he was going to be available when they were on the clock. What was that, like pick 20? I thought that maybe the Panthers had a quarterback need. The Texans had, and these, some of these teams had multiple picks, but there was a probability. The reason he slid to where he was is because some of these teams had already settled on who their quarterback was for that year. The Eagles had more than one pick ahead of the Steelers, and they were more than content to stick with Jalen Hurts. They weren't moving anywhere. And uh, I thought, okay, maybe the Falcons could do something. But the Colts, you know, the Colts made a move for Matt Ryan and several others were already they, the Jets, another team with multiple picks. They had Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's their future. They have hitched their saddles to him. They're not going to go and just grab Kenny Pickett for the sake of Kenny Pickett, especially in what was considered a weak quarterback class. So would Pickett have headlined this year's class? Uh, probably not. You know what no, I mean? He would no. not have. No. He might have been the third, be fourth guy. Honest third fourth guy off the With board the way things are going mm -hmm. you know you'd have had bryce um for sure uh you'd have cj um people uh, i think people would probably value levi's you know levi's stone jeans whatever the guy's name is um more <laughs> and with the with the word of mouth the kid from florida is getting Kenny's probably fifth this year. Maybe, maybe so. But does that mean he's a bad quarterback? Lamar? No, it doesn't at all. Absolutely doesn't yeah. mean that. Lamar, Lamar was the fifth guy taken. Yeah. I mean, and he's won an MVP. We'll give him at least, you know, credit where credit's due. Uh, people, other teams thought, four other teams that took a quarterback and needed a quarterback thought differently than to draft Lamar Jackson that year. So that's just, you know, let's put that into perspective as well. So going back to Trubisky, of course, uh, the big thing with having Mitch there, a second overall pick, somebody whose career may not have panned out the way that maybe he had envisioned it or planned it. 
but might accept that, okay, unless he's looking to start or compete once again as a starter somewhere else and thought he got a raw deal, thinks Matt Canada and the whole system sucks, uh, Matt Nagy before that, and just didn't get his fair due, and he's going to go maybe make more money somewhere else, then it's, adios, see you later. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. But uh, if he accepts this type of role, sounds like the Steelers value him like the Bills did before. We would have loved to have this guy longer term. Yeah, we only got him this one year on a cheap deal or whatever. But one thing has to happen, Brian, and I'm looking at it square dead in the face. He has a cap savings of $8 million out of that $10.6 million that he is due this season. That's his cap number for 2023, Mitch Trubisky. That is way too high for a backup quarterback. The Steelers will only owe him $2.6 million, which we've already established, pretty much a drop in the bucket. They could save $8 million if they say goodbye. They could probably get Mason back, maybe, unless he feels he's been given a real raw deal and he's out of town, but they could get somebody else. Jacoby Brissett, Case Keenum, for $4 million, $3 million, three and a half, four and a half, somewhere on that sliding scale, three and a half to four and a half. Not like I'm bouncing around all off the walls here. I'm not. It's just that $10.6 million is too much to pay a guy who is not going to be on the football field whatsoever. That's my main problem with Mitch Trubisky. I called it a mile away last year. A lot of people wanted to call me a moron. People still want to call me stupid for bringing up his stats, the 29 games prior to the Steelers. Then we can include some from last year too, but 29 out of 46 starts with 20 or more passes, but a touchdown pass or fewer and only 10 games where he's had three or more TD passes. One of those a big blowout where I think he only threw like 19 passes, but had six touchdowns as part of that. Didn't have to throw very far. Guys were wide open. Tampa Bay was not the Tampa Bay with Tom Brady, and they're not going to be again at the end of this year. You got a lot of teams that need quarterbacks now. So I think the Steelers were pretty smart in that aspect. But seeing as how many of these teams, because of concussion protocols and things of that nature now, you can't force quarterbacks right back out onto the field. And, you know, if this was maybe five, even 10 years ago, maybe Pickett doesn't miss as much time as he even did last year. And then this is becoming a moot point and you don't need anybody to really uh, of substance to back him up. But this isn't like you got people talking about drafting a quarterback. And I don't think the Steelers are going to put somebody with zero experience behind a guy that has not even a full year of starting experience. No. <laughs> so you got to have a veteran guy. Why not just redo Trubisky's contract and keep him there? He already knows the system. You don't have to start over with a backup. And then you've got somebody that could still show and help aid the younger Kenny Pickett uh, through the course of the upcoming season and or seasons. I don't mind that train of thought whatsoever. It, I, I can see them being willing to say, look, if you think you can find somebody who wants you to be a starter – let we'll talk to them and you know we can arrange a a deal a trade, uh, but yes. yeah a trade but if nobody if 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 you're not able to do that then let's talk about you moving into an, in the next segment of your career which is as a backup and we'd like to have you be a backup here i have no problem with that that being said i won't be surprised if the steelers draft a quarterback in the late rounds because they still need quarterback bodies but it, they're not going to. You're absolutely not right. We're not drafting it. Yeah, not to be a QB backup. Three. You're not drafting a quarterback in two, three, four, 
you know, to be the backup, uh, period. You're just not. Um, you know, the, there's a kid from Stanford who I could see dropping late. And, you know, if, if he ends up in the third round the same way Mason ended up in the third round and you think that's a guy you can develop long term as a backup quarterback, then maybe you take a flyer on that guy. But I, there's nobody in that they're going to they're going to pick up early to try and make them a backup quarterback now. No, no, I don't think so. And that's a good point, too, is when what Mason was the sixth quarterback taken in that class, that would probably be the same uh scenario you're looking at yep. this upcoming uh season is that you're getting maybe the sixth best quarterback overall and if you didn't like the way mason played or you didn't like the way landry jones played well that's what you're advocating if you're telling us that you would like the steelers to draft somebody to develop to be the backup quarterback because then it's going to be an oh shit moment when that guy has to get on the field particularly if it happens as a rookie you don't have <laughs> a veteran franchise quarterback in place like Ben Roethlisberger that believe it or not, Ben didn't miss a whole lot of time. <clears throat> he had spurts where they've needed to use their various backup quarterbacks over the years, but yeah, I, I don't see it the same way. Uh, as far as that, it would have to be a QB three, somebody that's in a very distant type situation. And we saw that Brock Purdy still got on the field. Despite yep. there being two other dudes there when San Francisco, Trey Lance got hurt in camp. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt during the season. Jimmy Garoppolo was out of town. They couldn't find a trade partner. They couldn't find anybody that wanted to eat some of that contract. In Miami, you had Tua and you had Teddy Bridgewater. And both yep. of those guys got, um, you know, their brain scrambled or whatever be the case. And then Skylar Thompson ends up on the field. Those are some uh, scary and sketchy situations. When Ben was young, the Steelers had Charlie Batch and they had Byron Leftwich. Oh, had, Jets, Jets is the other another team I think went went deep. They went Wilson, all the way down. Yeah, start well. Yeah. Wilson got hurt because of their stupidity in the preseason, and everybody yeah. criticized them. But the guy needed to play, and then Flacco came in, and then Wilson came back, and then Wilson stunk it, and then they put Mike White in because they yeah. thought Flacco wasn't good, and they kept yeah. throwing him all the way around. The Rams went pretty deep too. I'm trying to think. Well, yeah, the Rams had to go really deep because they ended up with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, they had to trade. <laughs> so the Panthers, for that matter, right? The Panthers went three deep. Yeah, yeah. The, well, they had Mayfield. They had Darnold. Yeah. And then they also had uh, P.J. Walker. And um, who's the other guy uh, um, we didn't like in the draft process? Uh, Corral. But he Corral, got hurt, Matt too. Corral, yeah. He got hurt, too, because Sam Howell went to the Commanders. Was there and... somebody else behind Mariota before Ritter? No. Not in this because they got rid of Ryan at that by that point. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, so uh, the Rams, well, the Cardinals uh, as well. Kyler Murray, Colt McCoy, and I got to see who the other dude was. Um, I, and shame on me, I just wrote all this and I still can't keep it. Uh, Trace McSurley and David Blow. They had all of those dudes play and suit up over the course of the season. They went f through four quarterbacks. That's absolutely that's bonkers, and you you can't plan. There there's no amount of anything you could do to prepare yourself to go through that many quarterbacks. I don't care. Some people say Chris Oladokun. Oh, they could bring him back. Um, who knows what's going on there with the Chiefs and the practice squad or whatever? And he gets a ring and uh, the you know tuck and cheek. He didn't throw a pass like in a preseason. I don't even know he threw very many passes at camp. He didn't while I was there. And uh, the Rams. Let me see. You mentioned Mayfield and Stafford, John Wofford and Bryce Perkins were the other guys. So they went four deep as well. And it's all because of the way injuries and everybody's being handled with the kid gloves because nobody wants a lawsuit. 
<laughs> that's the way that it goes. So uh, Trubisky coming back seems like a pretty wise thing because there will be suitors, even if it's just to make him another backup. And I don't want Mariota. I would trust Mariota or some of these other guys lesser. I might say bad things about Trubisky, but I, I, I said this last year. He's the lesser of all of the evils that are available. I'll say it again the same way this year, at least as a backup. Um, I, I, I would not have any less or greater trust in Marcus Mariota than I have in Mitch Trubisky. Uh, so if it, if that's how it panned out, if for whatever reason, Mitch got nibbles and Mitch was going to be able to get a chance to compete and felt that that's what he needed to follow. And so he wasn't willing to be a backup and Marcus Mariota was, I I could live with. Yeah, I'm 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 just saying Mariota is further down in a doghouse with me. So so is somebody like <laughs> not saying Jameis Winston, who also has a pretty dumb contract. Oh, forget that one. No, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm out on that draft class with Mariota and Winston. Uh they're in and just you had some stinkers for a few years. Everybody tried to put the quarterback up on this larger pedestal than what they should be. Brian, we're up against it, my friend. So Let's get let's get our thoughts collected here straight because we've we've done we've jumped around a little bit on Trubisky. If you can get something for him in a trade, do so. Uh, if you could rip up his contract and not have a cap hit of ten million dollars for one year for him to be a backup, do that as well um, and, and keep him around. Otherwise, yeah, if you're going to overpay him or you can't get anything out of that, then say uh, la vie. That's the way I feel. I, I'm a hundred percent on board. And I, and I even agree with the order in which you said it. If you can trade and get capital for him, do it. Because there will be quarterbacks on the open market that you can bring in that are going to be willing to be backups. If he is willing to be a backup because you don't feel like you can get anything worth the value, but in order to do so, you have to restructure his contract, maybe create an extension, tear the thing up and rewrite it, whatever you have to do, and he's content with that, fine. I'm fine with that. And if none of that works, thank you for your service. Move on. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm going to end this one more time just because I got pinged with another message of uh, Bud Dupree bringing up his contract because we didn't. Look, the Titans got to get rid of him first. He's not available. It's the same thing as like Tremaine Edmonds. I don't see him re-signing with the Bills because they got a lot of liabilities with their cap, but he might not leave the building. These guys might not leave the building. And when they do, like a like a Dante Hightower, they leave the building, they get a little bit of a sniff, they say this is by market value, and then they go back to their team, in his case, the New England Patriots, and they re-sign with them. It's just a, it, the Steelers have done the same thing with other players too. But Bud Dupree, right now, 2023, they save them $9.3 million, but it costs them 10.8, 6.4, and 3.2. So you're looking at north of $20 million. That's like 11, six and a half, and almost three and a half if I'm just ballparking it. So about $21 million. They do save 9, 3, 12, 8, and 15, 5. It's a lot more likely that they would cut bait with him next year than this year. Some team, they're, they're going to sniff around. I don't think any team's going to want to take on that contract for no. $20 million a year either. No. So they're not going to find a trade suitor. They'd have to cut them outright. They would have to bite the bullet. This is a team, the Tennessee Titans right now, they have over $12 million in cap space with 51 players uh, currently contracted. So they're not necessarily hurting for money based on the three moves or whatever they just made last week with Taylor Lewan and company. Mm-hmm. So... 
just let's let's pump the brakes on that. It's a 30-year-old player also we're talking about as part of this trade. And you got Alex Highsmith. There's a trade, release, whatever. But Bud's going to go somewhere and probably want to be a starter just like Melvin Ingram did. And Melvin Ingram was two years older than him already with far more accolades as far as a pro bowler and far more versatile, I will say, as well, because he played a as a 4-3 uh, defensive end and a 3-4 outside linebacker. So he played both edge varieties and in a dirt end standing up. So just, I did, yeah, yeah, not I don't see it happening. <laughs> I, I I rate the chances of it occurring at under two percent, um, but you know, again, as I said at the top of the show, if Bud wants to come back and understands that his role is a rotational player and depth, I'm all for it. If if he wants anything other than that, then no, we what, I don't need you for that. Yep. And I was looking too. I just saw uh, Michigan corner DJ Turner clocked at four point two seven. <laughs> 40 wow all right Guys good are, that'll, that'll skyrocket him up the draft charts get him ahead of some other people that i don't want uh as as the person i don't want <laughs> as i don't want him um and uh we'll go from there i agree there's a lot of names that's coming people are still wondering where's all the draft talk you guys don't talk about all of these guys We're, that's exactly well, why I did another mock draft insanity. I didn't send it to you because uh, oh. I'm still deciding how we're going to go about this. But I did another one, and uh, basically I had options to pick at every spot in the top ten. One, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But the again, remember the rules were I couldn't pick in the top ten. I I could get all those picks, and I had to trade back until I was out of the top ten, and then I could start picking. Dude, I I got. Paris Johnson. I got that guy from Northwestern. I, I got everybody. It was amazing. It was the greatest draft ever. The 1974 draft all over it, again. It, it was all way better round. because I, I had like nine, nine first round picks by the time I was done. <laughs> I, I'm sure that wouldn't wreck anyone's salary cap either. That would, that would be a destruct. Like forget, forget rookie deals would be, would be good for now, but be screwed. Because nine first round picks. <laughs> well, and do you say they were top all top ten too? Because that matters. No, no, none of them were top ten. Okay, I but it still matters. It are probably yeah, it still what like three to five million a year or something oh, first yeah. rounder. So yeah, yeah. If you had ten of them, that's fifty million dollars. I can't sign any of my second round picks of which I had fifteen because <laughs> because I don't have any money left. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, folks, that'll do it for us. Uh, we will have a many mock draft insanities coming up i know what we're going to do with that we may even go live brian Ooh, that would be it's gonna be chaotic it'll be a two hour long show without any editing with how crazy the mock draft brian sets it up pretty good though i think i think we'll get through it but anyways that'll do it for us some longer shows uh this week but hey we had some meat of content to get to as the uh real league year for 2023 is just right around the corner so that'll do it for us my name's joe his name's Brian. As we always close out this show, we say, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Brian thinks there's a 2% chance for Bud Dupree. That's what we say to our two percenters who caught that little note. Not a coincidence there. And until next time, we encourage everyone out there to be safe, be good, and we'll catch you later. We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.